0: Hello again, everyone, and welcome back to the Dog Show Drive with Wayne and Will. I'm Wayne Kavanaugh. And I'm Will. Yes, you are, young William. And this week, we're going to talk about balance, the importance of keeping the sport in our lives and some sort of balance.
1: Never spilling your tea.
0: Never (laughs) spilling your tea. (laughs) All that and more, including some ballet, right here on the Dog Show Drive. Hey Will, how are you this morning, buddy? Uh just, <laughs> just woke up a little late. But you know, when you turn on the thing, it says got it. Uh the zoom thing.
1: I know, yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 We still got it, bud. Yeah, still got got it.
1: It. That, that's just to remind us that we still we still
0: <laughs> we still have a chance. Yeah. yeah. Of Good morning, it. Wayne. <laughs> Good morning. <laughs> I uh Will knows this. I uh slept in a little bit and Cheryl woke me up and said, you know, you have a podcast in 15 minutes. And I said, Well, I can do that. And I thought to myself, why is she leaving? Um, well, she's taking the dog to the kennel. And I thought, why would that be? So I'm a little foggy and I get my cup of tea and I realize we're going away this weekend, Will, on a non-dog thing. <laughs> I forgot all about it. If there's not, <laughs> if there's not uh my briefcase with my uh judge's stuff and my suits and everything, I don't know where I don't know I'm going away. If I haven't packed for the dog show the night before, I have no idea I'm going away. But we're going to South Haven, a beautiful little place on the shore of Lake Michigan, for the weekend and doing non-dog things without our dog. It's uh-huh. unusual. Have you done that, Will? Have you ever taken Not a weekend for a long go? time?
1: No, well, it
0: happens. It I happens. guess I did it in. The, no,
1: I guess I went. I went out and saw Jamie in January and spent a week there. So. Yeah,
0: yeah, you got to do it once in a while. Yeah. Balance in our lives. Well, that's what we need. Yeah. Balance in our lives.
1: So you, you're going where?
0: South Haven, Michigan, it's an hour away, but it's on the, it's on, it's beautiful little beach town and there's an art fair there. The goal is to get the hell out of there before 4th of July, but
1: yeah. Oh, um, and, um Yes. It was Canada day this weekend here. So.
0: Yeah. Do they have 4th of July in England?
1: I'm sure they do. I'm not sure they celebrate it.
0: Thank you. See, I usually catch people on that. They go, no, why would that celebration of where do they go from the third to the fifth? Anyway. <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> anyway, and speaking of that, you know, we have there's always one idiot in the area that decides blowing shit up is a, is a really fun thing to do, not knowing about veterans with PTSD, not knowing about dogs and horses and yeah. I just don't understand it.
1: Started last night here.
0: Oh, man. And I know they're going to say well, we're patriots. Really N- name yeah. the last 10 presidents. You know, what's the guy, what says the Constitution? You know? No, we're patriots. Why? Because we blow stuff up. Oh, that must do it. Yeah, that and a flag in your truck, and that'll do it. You're definitely right on patriot. But anyway, I'm sure some people enjoy it out in the country, and I love the fireworks. Between oh, yeah. 10 and 11, <laughs> one night. Yeah. I don't,
1: no, when the, you're ready for them, and you're sitting there in your car and watching over the yeah, water, and you get to see the that's fine. You yeah.
0: know, It is, yeah. The guys in their front yard with neighbors 20 feet away, blowing off cannons. Yeah. No. Come on, ladies and gentlemen. It's
1: not Clean fair up to your anybody. act. Not caring anybody. I'm no. going to um, Portage La Prairie, Manitoba this weekend.
0: That's a long name, Will.
1: Portage La Prairie. Yep.
0: We have a Portage, Michigan. In fact, I'm 10 minutes from it. That's where the vaccines came from, from oh. the Pfizer factory in Portage, Michigan. They always said Kalamazoo, but technically that building is in Portage, as I like to call it when I'm being fancy.
1: (laughs) I fly out tomorrow morning, and my friend Yvonne is picking me up, and I'm judging the English Setter regionals, Canadian regionals, on Sunday.
0: Wonderful. Oh, that'll be great. You've got some good dogs there. I know that, because I saw some last weekend when I judged the English Setter show, the specialty in uh, Menasha, Wisconsin. Um, which is a blast, and um, boy, I hope there's one there that I had from Canada. She's beautiful. Beautiful. Little tri-bitch. Loved her. Yeah, yeah, I had a great time out there, and you will, too. There's something about English Setter people. They just didn't have a good time. This group was so much fun, Will. Um, It was a small entry, but they insist on having one independent, and then one in conjunction with an all-breed. And they all work together. This building is really cute. It's um like a, a two-room pole barn, but pretty big. And they had the show and one, show and grooming. There's plenty of room for a big ring and grooming in the one, one room. And the other room is where they had their big lunch laid out and their raffles and all that stuff. But it was a small entry, but not one that I didn't like. It was a really good entry. That's nice. There was you'd it? say, yeah, there wasn't one you'd say, ah, it's awful, you know. Um, yeah, it was really nice. And the final lineup was really good. Um, my awards merit are dogs, I'd love to own. So it was, uh, yeah, it was really nice. That's nice. Um, so uh, is this one day, one judge? We had two days, two judges.
1: Yeah. It's, well, we had the national on Saturday oh, and I'm right. judging the regional on Sunday. So. Oh, beautiful.
0: Be- who's doing the national?
1: Um, Patricia Taylor. She, she's a, uh, a Dachshund breer from out out there, see, but she's been judging for years. Yeah, she'll 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 do a great job. She's well versed in everything. She she's just one of those ones that just gets the job done, and I'm and I'm sure she's going to do a great job. I won't I won't get to see it obviously, but I'll uh, I'll, uh, I'll I'll, I'll uh, maybe I'll speak to her on Sunday afterwards. So
0: yeah, it'll be fun. Cindy Vogels in the day after me, and looking at the results, we pretty much did the exact same thing. Well, uh, yeah. Which is cool because I had to just, dis- you know, I discovered this puppy bitch for best of winter. So I thought it was beautiful and she did too. Um, So I didn't discover anything. Well,
1: uh- <laughs> <laughs> well Cindy's pretty sharp. <laughs> she is. She is. <laughs> but you know,
0: it was funny. It's one of these ones where I know it's one room in the building, right? So I don't want to get there because the sweepstakes is going on. So I don't want to get there during the sweepstakes because what am I going to do? Sit in my car? It was 100,000 degrees out. <laughs> uh, so I left the hotel. I I looked at my MapQuest or whatever it is, GPS, and saw how long it takes to get there and timed it. So I'd get there 15 minutes before the breed started so I wouldn't be in the way of the sweepstakes, right? No reps. i not have to check in or anything. And um, I get in the car, and I'm moving along. Everything's beautiful. And I get to the road that the show was on. It's closed, Will. Oh, No. <laughs> It's closed with the big barricades and everything. And I thought, I can get through that. (laughs) So I did. I just weaved my way through the barricades and got to the show. I'm sure there was some alternate route around, but I didn't have time for that. So I just went through. I could see the building. It wasn't that far. But um, yeah, I probably broke the law. But I won this time. Will I won? So there you have it. So how far you is... You
1: the law, and the law... Like, and you the
0: law and I want. Uh, how far is Portage?
1: Portage La Prairie from Winnipeg is about an hour and a half, so...
0: So you're flying to Winnipeg, and then... I'm flying to
1: Winnipeg, up. and I, I land in Winnipeg, obviously, and then I get a ride from Winnipeg to Portage La Prairie, and then I'm, uh, I guess I don't get to go anywhere Saturday night because they don't want you to go out, but... And then... Uh, yeah. in your room. Yeah. Lock in my room, uh, watching Jeopardy
0: you know, and people, how long is this going to take from when you leave the house to when you get to Portage? How long is that going to take?
1: Um, I, I have my flights at eight 30 tomorrow morning. I think I land in Winnipeg at 10 30 with the time change. So they're earlier out there. So yep. that's eleven thirty my time. Yep. No. Yep. Yeah. One hour. Yeah. Well, One no, hour. So 10, so nine thirty my time, Ten thirty their time. Yep. And then, uh, about out. an hour and a mm-hmm. half drive. So by the time I get settled into Portage, it'll be noonish probably.
0: Yeah, that's not too bad. That's not too bad.
1: No, no. I'll go on a 5K jog and hit the fitness room. and and uh, yeah,
0: yeah no. Bowlers. You're going to run around bowlers, right?
1: Yeah, I'm going to meet up with Michael and we'll go for a 5K mm-hmm. jog. And, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Michael Faulkner, we're referring to runs every morning five miles around a lake or a body water called Bowlers. That's what we're referring to. and We hate him for it because he looks so damn good and we're so jealous that we can't get our arses out of bed and do the same. Yeah. Yeah. Good job, Michael. I mean, it's really cool. He did it for his health and it's also just taken over, you know, and, oh, and sure. Polly Smith, one of my favorites.
1: Oh, ran, yeah, I read that. Yeah.
0: How yeah. cool was that? She ran with him last. Uh, she trained yeah. for it, and ran with him. Yeah. So, Yeah. There's lots of cool people out there in our sport. You just have to find them. It shouldn't be too hard. Should
1: be too hard. And Polly sent me a message about the Kerry Beagle because did we talk about this already? I can't remember. No, I don't uh, think so. My my, I interviewed Sean Delmar a few weeks ago from mm-hmm. Ireland, ex ex president Irish Kennel Club, and we were talking about the Kerry Beagle, and I didn't know a lot about it. I've I've seen some uh, literature about it. Well, you've
0: seen my painting, right?
1: Yeah, and I have a I have a portrait too that the uh, yeah. young Ryan when he came over to work here. He sent me. He brought me up. Uh, oh a painting about Carrie Beagle, but um, apparently Polly has a lot of literature and history, on it, and she, she's going to share that with me. We're going to have an interview in August.
0: Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. There's a very funny video of uh, a Carrie Beagle hunt <clears throat> that uh, I saw over there. Uh, and the chairman of the Irish Kennel Club, Tom Kramer, commissioned a painting of, I don't know how many, we can't, quite count them. There's that many in the painting of a giant pack of Kerry Beagles oh, that'd be cool. with a beautiful horse and a Jack Russell on the horse with them uh, as they're going out for a hunt. It's one of my precious pieces of art. It's beautiful. We need
1: to go back there. We need to yeah, we put do. the dog show driver on the road and go to Ireland.
0: Yeah, we do. And yeah. the, it's a tough drive, though, Will. I've tried it once. It's yeah. very damp doing that. <laughs> very, <laughs> but uh, yeah, we really should. The dog show fly we will have that. Yeah. But the Painting is was commissioned by a guy named Phelan who paints all the prime ministers and all the he's a portrait artist who's brilliant and how the hell Kramer got him to paint me Carrie Beagles, I'll never know. But but he and it's giant. It's an oh, enormous send me painting. a picture of it. I want to see it. Oh, it's beautiful. And of course, uh, he insisted on I, he just gets his way. And then this is before 9-11, but I don't think that even mattered. He had a plywood box made around this thing and flew it in the plane with her. He came off the plane with this giant, th- excuse me, pardon me. Yeah, excuse me, pardon me. He gets off the plane with this giant thing. I don't know where he put it though. It wouldn't fit in an overhead bin. Whether he put it on his lap or something, I don't know. But his son in law is a pilot for um, Aer Lingus. And I, maybe Cliff was flying and uh, Tom got special attention, but here it came. Oh, it's beautiful. I'll have to send it to you. And then he had his, a video. And the best part is uh, it's there's a commentator who's brilliantly classically Irish and is announcing this thing like a horse race. And he's flying along like a horse race. And he said, um, uh, he's calling the race. And all of a sudden he says, and there goes Gary. He's going ass over tea kettle. And he's using all these expressions. They fall (laughs) over the fence. It's beautiful. I wish I still had it. Uh, I also have the books, the Nine, nine native Irish breed book I have a couple extras. i have to send you one of those, too. If I can smuggle it across the border these days, how yeah. long to take the mail something to you now?
1: Oh, God. It, it, it depends where it's coming from, but it takes forever now. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I have news for you. I interviewed one of your very good friends last week, um, Sam Houston-McDonald. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then we did the first interview. We had to do two parts because Sam likes to talk. Yeah. And he's a he's good storyteller, very good mm-hmm. storyteller. And so the first interview was all about his his history in Irish Setters. Well, then the second one moves on to Wolfhounds. And it is, you cannot miss this one, Wayne. It is so good. It gave me chills the way he talked about the Wolfhounds. Wow.
0: How cool! You talked about he's Sam Ewing
1: a giving a the seminar on the Wolfhound, it was it was very good. It was, it oh, was wow.
0: Oh, I can't wait! Now I just love Sam to pieces. Anyway, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. It, the both interviews are wonderful, and they're they you can't, you can't you don't want to miss them. They're both wonderful. Yeah. He does such a nice he's such a he's so easy to talk to, you and he just talks to you like you're sitting there having a tea with him. You know, yeah. it's like
0: yeah. that's so cool. And of course, he has a new friend. <laughs> We told last week about Brody's story. Yeah, yeah. He's a great got guy. He told Did me the story yeah.
1: about this young man he met at the dog show.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. What a great guy. Gosh, I just love Sam. And yeah. I look forward to uh, the uh, Orlando shows where he'll be there and, uh, for the sem- judging seminars. Um, great fun. I don't know what if I'm, I don't think I'm taking any seminars this year. Oh, I'm not because I'm judging. Oh, So I won't good. have time not at, not at the show i'm judging the days before the the um I, I
1: was hoping to get out get out there this year so
0: yeah those shows are great you really can't tell the difference between the Friday in saturday and sunday shows no, they're man. all so big
1: and just all yeah. the, the depth is just so wonderful in every ring and there's you can you can go move your chair every hour and, and just mm-hmm. be captivated so
0: yeah we're looking forward to it i'm judging for betty winthers in august and i have to bring this up because it's it's so important when you're judging This club has been amazing with, and Wolfstock was extraordinary too, Kim Meredith. But they let you know what's going on. They send you emails, fill out this form for your hotel and airline. What do you want here? Um, If you want to, if you're going to rent a car, how do we do this? Can you drive people here? Are you going to be in the van? So you're not worried about that stuff. You get there and you know where to go and what to do and where to eat and everything. And it's it's important because you get these clubs that will, you know, invite you know, on Facebook Messenger to judge. You never see a contract and then you get an email saying, you know, uh, oh, stay at the Radisson, which one? And, you know, yeah. and you're on your own. So it's really nice to get those um, those clubs that, that keep you in the loop. Yeah. And Orlando's one of those. Those clubs have been great and keep me in the loop, tell me what's going on. Uh, and the dog show, I think it's American dog show judges that do those seminars, pretty sure. Um, and they have the same. Great communication with the students and um getting your diplomas and those kinds of things uh yeah it must be breeds that i'm not applying for this year must not be sporting or hound or toy or something so i don't know anyway are you going
1: i'm hoping to go i hope to go again this year i I missed last year and i really regret it so i want to get back out there i enjoy myself there immensely yeah
0: Yeah. Um, well if you do wow we usually stay now last year i stayed at the um other hotel, not the one you and I stay at.
1: But you and I have a rule. We never stay together. No. no we <laughs> because want to divide we'll make Too many old man noises. <laughs> we don't get any sleep.
0: <laughs> I don't room with anybody. I've just been that <laughs> way from day one. Well, except when I worked for Fourth Eyes. Then I had a room for with everybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bobby Fowler, my favorite old dachshund guy. God bless him. He was wonderful. Um, he was a great roommate, but he snored like a freight train. Uh, you couldn't even get to sleep, but yeah, when I travel now, it's I don't stay in people's houses. Yeah, no, I don't either. And I don't because I like to, you know, get up when I want and do what I want. Yep. Yeah. Jim Edwards and I, by mistake, had to share. We traveled together a lot, always in separate rooms. And one night we couldn't get to, and it was in England somewhere. And oh my god, I never heard anybody snore like that in my life. I had to go into my my dop kit. We I flew first class, so they give you everything in there, and there were earplugs in there, and that didn't that just helped a little bit. I had the pillow over my head. The room was vibrating. You know, I don't snore well.
1: I um, don't. I don't think so. I've always. never
0: heard myself snore yeah. so obviously.
1: I've you know. woken myself up. <laughs> I went to the World Show years ago in uh, Sweden with, and Jamie went with me. My young, my oldest son Jamie went with me, and he. Constantly woke me up saying, "Dad, I can't sleep. It's light outside. You're snoring." <laughs> These things happen.
0: <laughs> These things happen. Um, getting back to that English Setter specialty, you know, and I mentioned that they they have the independent and they have the they don't make any money on the independent. They can't.
1: No.
0: Um, you know, Cindy Fogle's flew in from Denver. I drove to save the money, six hours, which is not fun in Chicago traffic.
1: Oh, oh, that's the worst.
0: But you do it because you want to support independent specialties. You know, that's the only reason um, you drive 12 hours to judge for an hour. You know, uh, it was just one of those things I feel strongly about. As long as they can support it with the Aubrey, they want to keep continuing doing it. And they vote every year, should we be in conjunction with, um, and they vote to keep one independent. So it was a two-day event And um, I know they had to put us up in hotels and I didn't charge them for meals or anything. I just, you know, you do what you can for them, for independence. But I think it's important they survive because the camaraderie with these people, they were there all day and stayed way after the show. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's so important for those clubs. You could tell this club really loved each other and got along great. And that's so good for the breed. I made the mistake of mentioning that I love judging in the Midwest because I've always liked the English setters in the Midwest, which is true, but they kept repeating that. And I'm like, well, no, I don't, it's not the only English setters I like. Just, <laughs> oh, you said, they bring up recording. This is what you said. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, isn't that funny when, um, in an, in a using Facebook post, they say, um, thank you to judge Will Alexander for his kind words about my, New dog, or something, which was probably congratulations. It's <laughs> 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 <He's> ribbon, <laughs> or she looks nice. You know, uh, he's my biggest supporter now. He's telling everyone how wonderful my dog is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Facebook's That's a fine place.
1: I'm off yeah. to, um, I'm, oh, I'm doing the Newfoundland Kennel Club next weekend. Really? Oh, yeah. That'll be fun. fun. I'm flying in Newfoundland next week on the, the, I think the Friday. I think I fly in Friday, but, uh, our friend Johann's going to be there. Terrific! Wife, yeah, and um, and uh, Doug Anderson from Australia, who actually lives in Canada right now, he'll be there as well. I think, can't remember who else is on the panel. I just I saw Doug a few weeks ago, and he reminded me he was on the panel. But we're all going whale watching. So
0: wow, that'll be fun.
1: And we're really looking fun. forward. To it. We're there in we're there in the fall, you and I, for the judges' oh, conference. That's
0: right. Yeah, that's You're, that you're the you're the
1: myself. you're the featured dancer. <laughs> And now, <laughs> a put your together, <laughs> straight from Kalamazoo.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, young William. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I had a wonderful uh, call with Pat Trotter yesterday, or maybe the day before, talking about breeds in different parts of the world and what they look like in Newfoundland as compared to California, what they look like in right. Minnesota compared to Florida. Of course, those lines are blurred because these dogs you look at these dogs that you know where they live and you know where their home base is and they win a best in show in Kansas on Friday and one on Saturday in California and on Monday in new England, you know, <laughs> so it's, they're all over the place now, but in the classes is where you can tell, and that's yeah. what we're talking about. Um, she was also talking about moderation and angles and how you can read two standards, uh, English, Fox sound and pointer. They have a different Hind quarter angulation for sure. Yet they both say it's because of endurance. So what sense does that make? Well, uh, from my point of view, whoever wrote the standard was re- te- was thinking about their breed's endurance. So we have to apply that mindset of the originating people and whoever wrote the standard a thousand years ago. And what they meant by endurance relative to their sport. Because the Foxhound guys probably weren't bird hunters, too. So their sense of endurance was different. Right. And that's why it's, it's... But I can tell you one thing. Irish, setters, English, any sporting dog, any hunting dog. When you go watch them in the field, they're never built with the hindquarters, the big sweeping stifling. Oh, God. They,
1: no, they're they, never built. They wouldn't built. last. No.
0: They wouldn't last five seconds. Right. I'm going to start walking them down and back, Will. let's watch those sickle hawks do that case that would be
1: the year i I was judging somewhere and i won't say who the handler was but they said to me on the down and back you would sometimes have your glasses on and sometimes take them off halfway and i said it was just easier That's why sure the to or, if, he, if they're listening, they'll go, I remember asking them that. <laughs> That's <laughs> why we
0: want to go back to masks so we can hide our faces. Because <laughs> sometimes you're really hoping, oh, I hope this one can walk as you're going over it. And then it goes down and back. You're like, oh, man, what am I going to do now? I got to reassess <laughs> my sorting here. You know, by the way, how do you sort mentally? When you have a class of six, When do, how do you start sorting in your head?
1: I start at the very beginning. Yeah. Yeah, I, sorry. I, I I go I, process of elimination all the way to the end.
0: Yeah. So, mm. yeah. At your first go around, you're looking for your winner, right?
1: Well, it catches your eye. I'm not yeah. not necessarily looking for my winner, but I look for the one that catches my eye right away, because mm-hmm. it's all about symmetry and balance and outline, yeah. and that's what catches your eye first. Then you well, yeah. in my eye, in my opinion, and then you start tweaking things, right? yeah Sometimes mm-hmm. you go walk down the line and you'll grab a, say, a boxer face and go, oh my God, look at that face. You didn't notice that going in the ring, but right. when you get on top of it, you go, oh. And then you open this mouth, you see a big, wide mouth like you've never seen before. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I remember Janie banging that in my head, how important that is. And mm-hmm. so it did, it reminds me. And she I have two things about boxers that Jane, Jane Forsyth told me was about the, the wide fight and never if you have handlers running it down a the back there's no boxer or built that can run down a back. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> it's
0: true. Those things are both very true. As of course Jenny would know she only showed the best ones in the world for many years. Right. But yeah, I think you know, the first go around I'm looking for my winner and I yeah. might think I find my winner. Right. And 75% of the time it's going to be my winner, but not oh. always. Not no always because you get no, in first there and impressions you find you're right, you know. And then I'm looking, if there's six, I'm thinking, okay, I need four. Which two am I not going to use? And this is probably not even conscious. It's not like I write this down and say that's how I'm going to do it. I'm just thinking through right now how I do it. And I guess I look for the two that aren't going to place, and then I work from those four. Uh, And then I switch those around, of course. But uh, those are...
1: It's The psychology of judging is very, and I'm sure that's not true for everybody. Everybody oh, exactly. probably does it differently. And it always depends on your your state of mind as, as the day goes on, because I think I told this story before. I was judging um, English, it was at your show, English Cockers, and it was mid-afternoon, I'd been judging all day, and, and they came in, there was a class about, I want to say 15 or 20, it was the best breed competition, and away yeah. they went. And I'm like, okay, stop, guys, let's do that again, because I, yeah. I, just, I just lost my concentration, mm-hmm. you know?
0: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I move them, I take them all around together, but I typically move them one at a time. I know you like to see them in a group. Um well it but depends on
1: you're... the size of the ring now. If it's if it's a yeah. smaller ring and then in a class of 10 walk in, I, I do I found myself in Delaware doing one at a time to the end so I could see the dog themselves, you know. And
0: yeah, I want to hyper focus on that dog side gate for that period of time. And then I end up at the end, and I didn't really know I did this until I thought about it, but I'll take two at a time and move them together to compare. But as yeah. far as one at a time, I want to see that first, and then I'll take these two, move those together. These three, move those together. Um, but I can't do the big group anymore because I get dizzy. Yeah. <laughs> Just works. Especially I always, if you got the baby gate ring, you know, the X's, yeah. all the X's, and they're all going around together. And you're like, what am
1: I seeing here? In my seminars and my classes, I teach about the window. It's all about the your your target audience is that judge. So if you have Wayne's in the middle of the ring, your target is that judge. Cause it makes me crazy when handlers in a big class of 10 or 15 dogs stop and wait for dogs to get ahead of them when the judge's back is turned anyway. Mm -hmm. stagger 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 till you get to that window and then try to move your dog at the optimum in that window. And I teach that in my class. And I don't, I'll I'll even tell them, I'll say, I don't care if you gallop back to your spot line when my back is turned. I said, the guy sitting at ringside can't give you a, give you a ribbon. It's the judge in the center of the ring. Your target audience is the judge. Don't worry about the crowd because you're trying to time yourself. so Your dog is moving or showing where the judge's eye is going to be, not where it's been. Yeah, so and I tell go. them,
0: <laughs> and I'll tell them when I mean relax, I mean relax. And they're over yep. there they, on my backs to them. I'm judging over here, and they're in oh. there setting their dogs up and cranking. And I'm like, you're you're squeezing the lemon dry first of all. Oh yeah, and. And you and I'm not looking, and you're boring the dog to tears. He doesn't want to stand. And then stand when you
1: want to compare, I've had it. I've I've had spots where they pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed, and then when I came down the end, I couldn't put them up because there was a dog and there was just as good that wasn't as tired.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah,
1: absolutely. Save absolutely. something for the third period, people. Hockey analogy. That's right. <laughs> and the the last dog shift. would have said, "Save yourself for the third period."
0: <laughs> Two hundred feet. Two hundred feet. But it is funny to, to see, you know, I, I did something. Um, what's nice about an independent specialty is you can have fun too, you know. Oh, yeah. Uh, and you want to. You want to make it fun. But there was a class oh, of six or eight. And I said, okay, I want you take them around together. But I want you to go as fast as you possibly can. Go <laughs> as fast. I want you to see you break land speed records. Take off now. And they all looked at me like,
1: what the? I'm like, just yeah. kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> i'll tell you though i was showing this gentleman from i think he was from argentina i can't remember his name and he he liked them to go as fast he liked liked the glamour of it all and i'm showing there or center and he's like waving me on waving me on trying to get me to go faster i'm thinking, all right this is past the point of being pretty i'm just trying to get to my spot now and the legs are flailing there's legs in different directions there's no compass going it's just like whoa and he's clapping (laughs) <laughs> I still lost <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh their expressions were great they looked at me like what
1: <laughs>
0: did he say that did he just say it as fast as you can because <laughs> of course I am famous for saying slow down but uh, well not I'm famous I'm infamous <laughs> I'm not famous at all but I do like to say slow down a lot so yeah but I did I think I might have told this a year or two ago I was out in California doing a Springer specialty and I hate Poker tails. I hate them. The standards real clear about Spaniels tails coming off the horizontal or even in some some of the breeds downward off a sloping group. And they all poker them right up, you know. And uh first class in in the specialty, I said, now listen, I want all those tails horizontal. Just stop with that. And they did. And the next class came in, and it was uh Linda Connor, Linda O'Connor. Springer woman from out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm yeah. sorry about the the oh. I, I know you, I just can't right now I'm scrambling your your last name. Anyway, um she's very funny and it was a big class and it was serious. It was specials and it was getting real serious and quiet. And I walked in and they had them all horizontal. And she went, Okay, one, two, three. And everybody put their tails up. She would rehearsed this, and everybody had the tails straight up at the same time. <laughs> Joke's on me. It was pretty fun. You want to really freak them out?
1: Walk out in the middle of the big class, and it's a a group class that's so it's different sizes. And you'll say, Okay, arrange yourselves in in order of quality, please. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) 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 They just stop and look at you. The smart one runs right to the front, right? Of (laughs) course.
0: I've always wanted to say, all those with a good front over in this corner, please. You know, all those with the best head over in this corner, please.
1: I remember judging this ones? young man last year in the Labradors. And he had a pretty nice dog, and uh, but when you're when you're young, you have a lot of enthusiasm. You like to go fast. I remember stopping him finally. Like I, I I wanted. I was considering his dog for the breeze. So I was trying to you know talk him through it. And I finally said to him, "I said, just because he can go that fast." Doesn't mean he should go that fast. <laughs> and That's true. I still see him this day, and he'll he'll recite that to me. <laughs> really? Yeah.
0: That's pretty cool that he remembered it. I tend to move dogs an extra time or two uh, than some people do. not crazy, not keep going, keep going. But I might want to see them move in pairs or in threes or whatever. And sometimes I, I think, man, I've got to think about this, because some of these people really look like they're not going to make it. You know, they're huffing and puffing, and you have to kind of be kind to your exhibitors, too. And the nice thing with an, with an independent specialty is you can put those dogs anywhere in the ring you want. So this ring was stored up against the wall. So to give everybody a look, I would move them around so everyone could see the dogs in a lining, and they love that. Um, it wasn't convenient for me. I do more walking, but at least you could let the exhibitors, I mean the spectators, well, also the exhibitors, uh, see their dogs all lined up so they could see what I'm doing or trying to do. I don't know.
1: <laughs> there's there's a very famous, he's, he's, he is very famous a handler in Australia named Simon Briggs. And I always thought Simon Briggs sounded like a spy. I, oh, Simon yeah. Briggs. Anyway, uh, <laughs> he um, he came to work for me for a while, and then he spent some time in Canada as a handler himself. He was very talented, extremely talented. And uh, there was a point where he had the, one of the top dogs in the country was a standard poodle, and I had a standard poodle special. And a lot of times it would be just the two of us in the ring, and uh, we would battle it out just for the breed. And it was really hot; it was smoking hot, like high nineties. And and Simon was a it was it was a a big man, a like big man, you know, or he is a big man. Like God's will. Well, yeah, I guess, and uh, he, he's we're working out there, working out there, working out there. And and, and the judge, it, the two dogs were very competitive. So we've got extra time out there because, you know, we, usually the Santa Poodle back in that day, whoever won our our variety, we ended up winning the group. That was how competitive the two of us were in that, that year. And um, so anyway, this day we're working and working, and working. I can't remember the judge's name, but she worked us too much and it was really hot. And she gave my bitch the variety and Simon, opposite sex. We're standing there in line and she, she's in her desk. She said, What well, number, please? And I said, My number. She said, the sex. I said, I looked over at Simon and he was like, So I said, 911. <laughs> <laughs> That's his number today. <laughs> I'm sure he'll remember that if you're listening, Simon. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's excellent. 911.
0: Love it um We talked earlier. This is a, this is a non sequitur. Sorry. We talked earlier about balance in life, like me going away for a weekend without right. dogs, and you going out to see your son and spending without dogs. This is this is a stretch. I'm talking about balancing your life. And I've been watching. There are plenty of people out there who watch TV. I'm not one of them. It was very good to me in making a living, but I, but I'm yeah. not. Watching, I just don't watch TV. Uh, but Haley, our daughter recommended we watch the show on Netflix, which required her to show us how to turn on the TV and find <laughs> this Netflix thing, <laughs> but we're hooked on it now. And for me, it's like, Hey, have you seen this new show? And people say, I've been watching it for seven years. It's been on that long, but it's called queer eye. And it used to be Queer Eye for a straight guy where they just dressed you, but these guys come in and do a makeover and they, uh, but not just on your clothes on everything in your life. they often talk about balance. And I thought about that last night when so many people were doing 80%. And when they sit down and make them say, or have their family say, how much time is mom or dad spending on their job? And how much are they spending with you? And honestly, a lot of them were like "Mm, 90, 10, 80, 20. And it just reminded me so much of our sport and how, It's important to take our lives and and find that balance. It's It's so easy to get caught up in working, you know, and being in in America. We're so proud of it. Oh, he's the hardest worker. He's there at six in the morning, doesn't go home till midnight, sleeps two hours and shows those dogs. And he's every weekend they're out there and they don't miss a show. And I don't know if that's a good thing.
1: Yeah, it's 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 hard. But when you're young, that's it. It takes it takes us a long time to learn that to learn the perspective. It really does. Yeah. And uh, I, yeah, I know there's times where I I I was at shows so much and and gone so much. I had no idea what was happening in the world, let alone yeah. uh, the, my world was those mm-hmm. tents and parking yeah. and get the dogs yeah. ready, and, but it takes you a long time to put things in perspective and sit back and, and smell the roses. You know, It really does.
0: That's a good point, Wilk, because a lot of these people they're trying to do this with have been doing it for a long time and they're ready. I don't think if they came and did one of these makeover, it's hard to call them makeovers, it's far more than that, um, but when they get to the balance and life part, I think if they were younger, a lot of these people wouldn't embrace it and accept it and show their vulnerabilities i think they would just clam up and keep going so right. there is a time factor i think you're right there oh
1: yeah it takes a long um, time for us to mature to put things in perspective
0: yeah you just have to you get so hung up on collecting ribbons and then you're sitting there with all these boxes of ribbons and no life you know we've got to start to and with shows every day of the year it's it's counter. It's
1: counterproductive. Oh, you know, when you're young, you're very energetic and enthusiastic and you want to go. Like I used to, I'd never need an alarm clock back in those days. I was yeah. up. You know who was really unbelievable? Of that was our friend, Doug Belter. Mm-hmm. I remember going and traveling with Doug and it was like he went to bed dressed in his suit. It's like, boom, <laughs> let's go. Yeah,
0: yeah. You get to a point, though, and Doug doesn't do all the shows he used to do no, and about it. But you know, down so. until I
1: spent time with him this week. was great. We just hung out yeah. a bit. and I picked him up at the airport, and we, it was fun.
0: And he has so many other things he can do. He's a great oh. woodworker yeah. and all those things that, you know, give you time and balance, and you need to find yeah. him. He's a I dancer, too.
1: Him. Do you know he was a dancer?
0: Oh, he's an ex-ballroom dancer. Yeah, yeah. And some ballet.
1: Yeah, some, some ballet, ballet, but he's, 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 he's fluent in ballroom dancing, um, Polka. Polka. He's very good. Yes. Next next <laughs> time you see him in the show, ask him. And, and he'll, the ballet troupe, his, yeah. his career is his dance ask. career. Because at one point in his life, he didn't know which direction he was going.
0: He didn't. You know, it was all about the tutu. <laughs> it was all about
1: the tutu. <laughs> put your left foot in, put your right.
0: <laughs> But the ballet troupe that he was in, um, and seriously, it was a good troupe. They were called the Cabela Hat Ballet Troupe. And a lot of people haven't seen them, but um, boy, are they good. Uh, they wear those capella caps and they are extraordinary with the pole, the foot on the
1: He truly is one of our best friends.
0: <laughs> I think we've lost
1: it. He has no idea that he has a guest appearance in this show almost every week.
0: <laughs> but uh, he can do anything. Doug can do anything and he yeah. does it well.
1: So I'll tell you when he was here. He's he's like, this isn't the day you do your podcast, is it? I'm like, no. Oh, (laughs) thank God.
0: (laughs) We'll get him one of these days. We'll get him one of these days. Hey, we had a really good response to the marshmallow.
1: Oh, I know. Yeah, a
0: lot of response. Danny Buckwald said, you know, it's a term he's been using now. That's a marshmallow breeder. Uh, That's a marshmallow dog, and we're talking about breeding for the quick win and not. I think Adam Lambert
1: heard about it too.
0: Adam Lambert? Who's that? Is he a singer?
1: Half of us, or half of you out there are going to get it. Half of you are like, what the hell is he talking about? I'm just leaving it at that.
0: (laughs) Oh, I know Adam. I know who he is. Yes, a marshmallow for sure. So, yeah, it's a new term. We didn't even mean to coin it, and there it is. And, uh, yeah, it's beautiful. And a lot of people are now reading um, a lot of social science because of my interest. Um, I, I understand that I see them between they've got the judging program and they've got some Stephen Dubner and they're going back and forth trying to figure out all that. So pretty fun to watch. Yeah. I'm reading a really good book now called building It's called about building. building. It's got some longer title, but the main, and I, know, I was going to say, the author is Elliot Ness, but it's not, it's Elliot something. <laughs> Elliot <Ness>. <laughs> <laughs> but he's the premier carpenter in New York city who builds things. No one else can build. He's a real artist. And he's such a master, and they all speak about him as you know, masterpieces that he builds. But I'm in mean, the new chapter that I'm reading, it's all about life balance and about how he decided, wait a second, yeah, I can do all this, but I've got to have a life too. And it just keeps coming up. Every topic, every TV show, everything I'm watching these days is more about that. And Ken Murray took two months off judging or had two months off. And that's a lot for him. He judges every weekend. Yeah, he does. And- he got calls every weekend when he was taking time off saying, can you come judge? We'll offer you great money. It's close by. And he just said, no, I need to be home. Yeah, uh, We all need to do that. We all need to do that far more often. And I remember Ralph Deldeo, the great Ralph Deldeo, um, one of the best dogmen, pointer men, and human beings I've ever had the pleasure of, of knowing. I drove him in dog shows when I was a kid. I was his driver. And he said to me one day, I was all hyped up about pointers. I've mentioned this before. He said, um, you know, breeding the best pointer in the world isn't really that important. And I was heartbroken. But the more I think about balance, and that's in my mind right now with all these things in my life that I'm doing, which is silly sometimes, too many balls in the air. But uh, he was right. It's not the most important thing in the world. It's fun. It's fun. It's great fun, and it's satisfying. And it's well, in our DNA, and we can't help it. We love it. But as long as we realize that once in a while, we need to take some but, time. And-
1: but it, it's sort of like your, if we go back to your, your Patriot statement, you know, the, the past 10 presidents, like these dogs show people that go, who was top dog all breed two years ago? Mm. Or know, last year. <laughs> yeah, again, and maybe you have to stop and think. or you, know, you know, it's, it's, uh, I had a, I had, these things I always stated to my my uh, friends or clients or the keep things in perspective and be realistic and that's what we tried to go for. Um, but it, it's hard sometimes.
0: It is. We're, I was having a conversation with someone recently about uh, top dog and more important top producers. When I was at the UKC, we had the same system everybody else had when I got there. If you produced a hundred champions, you were the number one stud dog. I didn't think that was good at all. So I changed it. We did still run that stat for people who liked that, but the bigger stat was percentages. We knew how many puppies you produced, how many night champions for a coon hound were there from that number of pups. So it was percentage based. There was a minimum. I forget what it was, maybe 25 dogs or something, but if you produced 100 champions, but produced 5,000 puppies, big deal. If you produced 20 champions out of 100 puppies, better deal, right? It's based on percentages, yeah. and it makes so much more. It made and still makes more sense to me because we see this all the time now. Uh, you know, we've bred this kennel, bred 100 champions, and and often that is amazing, and it's a serious long-term breeder who's got all the right things in perspective and they've been good champions. But there's times someone says we had a hundred champions. And I'm like, name one. You know, did you just go out and it's not that hard to make a champion these days. Not that hard at all. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> where, who'd you beat yourself? Um, did you have a breeder where you brought the major? So there's different kinds of, I bred a hundred champions or bred 50 champions. It's all about in it's you know the old quality versus quantity thing
1: yeah oh, there's no question no question mm-hmm. I asked I agree um we were just talking I was had a friend over the other day we were talking about that they were saying about this person advertising them going winner's dog and and they said well they brought their own competition but that's that's not the perception they wanted they they put that on their social media oh winner's dog at so and so so and so that's all they want people to see. They don't care yeah. that they didn't beat anybody to get that winner's dog. Mm-hmm. But they yeah. set the perception out there that they were a winner's dog. You know, it's important.
0: And for a major, you only have to bring three that you don't bathe and one that you do. Um, that's a major almost every time.
1: Uh, I had an interesting interview. conversation with uh Steve Denard a few weeks ago. He was in Hawaii judging them. I guess they got a really good entry of Fox Terriers there. And he fell in love with this class animal and um but when I walked in for the breed, obviously the major was in the class animal he loved, and there was no major because the handler that was showing the dog that he liked so much, that he was warned. That he, in his head, he was always thinking that might be my breed winner. Mm-hmm. They they destroyed it so badly in the breed ring that he was insulted. He said he stopped them afterwards and said, "Don't ever do that to me again." Good. That's insulting because that's the yeah. dog I really liked, and you made that dog look unlike itself so that i would give the points to the one that didn't deserve to beat that one yeah and he was he was quite insulted we sat and had a bit of a serious talk and if you know stevie stevie doesn't get that serious sometimes so he was hit home so
0: good good for him i hope he you know i'm glad he had that discussion Uh, i'll do it anyway you try to destroy them you're gonna win in fact the more you try to destroy them you're gonna win anyway if you know it's hard to do but sometimes that gets old i had a situation this weekend where I knew there are more points in one gender than the other. And I didn't care. I liked this bitch so much that, and I even said to the woman, I'm sorry, they were both hers and they were both hers. She stayed on the one she wanted to get the more points with and had someone else, but I love this bitch. And I even said to her, I'm so sorry, I just couldn't do it. Um, I don't, I don't check and see, you know, maybe if there's one really good dog and 20 bitches, and it's a good enough dog, yeah. You know, whoever wins Best Winners is going to be the best dog. I don't care. Yeah. Um, if you're looking to for the, you know to cross over and give me the points, what good does that do? But it comes if down dog's to any it, good. It, it'll leave, win
1: them. I'm sorry. Leave the decision to us. Don't destroy the dog. Like yeah. if, if yeah. we're not smart enough to figure it out, but leave the decision to us.
0: Right. You know? Right. John Marvin was. Oh no, it wasn't John Marvin. It was Charlie Meyer. When I was working for Forsythe. Janie sent me in. I had a beautiful class pitch. And um, Janie had a special who wasn't tearing it up. And she said, make sure you fold on that one. You know, this class pitch. And um, he just walked over and to Janie and said, nice try. And he pointed to me. And gave him the break. <laughs> yeah. now, you know, you're going to fool an old guy like Charlie Meyer, but... Um, Charlie Meyer, God. What a character, eh? Um, we did have another sad one, Will. God! Um... Jim Ham, right? Yeah,
1: Jimmy Ham. What a great guy. Mm. I even enjoyed watching him judge obedience. <laughs> he was yeah. so much fun. You know. And, and too. And Katona. Yeah, oh and Katona. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Oh my god. god yeah.
0: Too nice. People. Two really
1: Good nice. Good morning, people. Lollipop. That was always how she walked yeah. up the, the dog on the yeah. table. She would read the dog's face. Good morning, Lollipop. You know? Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. She always had such a positive outlook on the sport, on every dog in there. And the two of them are just, I don't know, great personalities, great respect. And it it makes me happy when people post pictures of wins under those people uh, instead of just, you know, doing the sympathy thing, which is excellent. Don't get me wrong. But it's nice when they have an old picture of them under that judge that they kept because it meant so much to them after 20 years, 25 years. I love that. I love that. I
1: remember being at a show a in Canada that Jim was judging at and he wasn't at ringside and I I went hunting around for I've always enjoyed just talking to Jim. Yeah. And he was inside judging obedience and <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I'd walk in, I'd sit down. So oh, here to watch the real dog show. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man. Yeah, two great personalities even really good judges, too. And who's gonna fill their shoes, right? Huh? People who get the most CEUs. <laughs> That's who's gonna fill their shoes. Don't start me. Don't put a nickel in that slot, young William. But it's true every weekend, and this is another reason we've got to stop. And like Will said, smell the ribbons and roses. No, I mean smell the roses. <laughs> Sorry, Doug. Uh
1: <laughs> Put your left foot in. Inside put your joke. Right foot in.
0: <laughs> <laughs> But really, you've got to stop and smell the proverbial roses because life's too short, and we're losing all these people, young and old. And um, it just, you know, reminds us to keep that balance in our lives. That's enough of that. By the way, the queer eye guys have a really cute little French bulldog named I don't know something about food or something. That's in the pictures. That's quite the. Um, Quite the adorable breed, got to say.
1: Oh, they are—they're—they are, they are popular. they yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, maybe they can come make us over, Will. What do you think? <laughs>
1: do well, you they may not like my Tron maple leaf cap on backwards, right? They
0: probably wouldn't like the backwards baseball cap, but you never know. Uh, they might just give you Cabela's <laughs> cap to wear backwards. And get one from Doug. You know, he's got those beautiful ones. Anyway, uh, what else you know, Bud? We uh-huh. had. That? I, I'm yeah.
1: going to I've got to finish up some work here and drive my dogs around the city to drop them off to each individual. Monica takes the beagles. Nancy Johnson <laughs> and the dog the dog groomer takes the takes Clarky. Clark is snoring here beside me. Clark, <laughs> <laughs> Clark's my Bouvier. Um, yeah. So then, I, then I uh, Johnny's off to a dog show with Jill. I get. Hourly reports. <laughs> oh,
0: that's great. You're like Dr.
1: Doolittle, Will. You got all the dogs there and they all oh, talk geez. to you.
0: They you know, do. I tell
1: you, you just stay there, Will. We'll do this. Okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> We've got our little Beagle Hazel is eight years old now, and a video popped up when she was about eight weeks old taking on a deer.
1: And, oh, I uh, saw that. Yeah. You, <laughs> yeah. You posted that. Yeah.
0: Well, the, the longer story of that video, it's on my Facebook page somewhere. The longer story, that's a short video, but this was every day. Uh, this We named the doe Cookie, and she truly wasn't a threat. She never stamped her feet. I know it's dangerous. I'm going to get those emails, right? But this was different. Uh, she and Hazel bonded. This doe would jump over the fence into the yard and eat from the bird feeder. And Hazel thought that was great fun. And they started a bit of a distance, not much. And Hazel would charge, as you see in the video, charge right up to her and stamp her little feet. And the doe would run and they'd chase each other around a pine tree. They would run around the pine tree and then stop and run the other way around the pine tree. It was so damn cute. Oh, sure, and yeah. Hazel is still that bold. It's, it's is she's still that Hazel. Nothing, nothing phases Hazel. Not a thing. Fireworks, she'll sleep through them. Uh, <laughs> Nothing, no sound, nothing can stop her. She's not afraid of the thing. She goes out every- the
1: same way. The only sound that distracts him is the food bowl.
0: I was just going to say the same phrase. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but boy, she, us-
0: <laughs> <laughs> she has us trained. Man, she have us trained. She now, well, we talked about this. She gets a cookie when she goes out uh, on her way back in. That's Cheryl's method. Uh, not mine. So when Cheryl's not here and she comes back in, she never barks, never barks, a beagle that never barks, except for dinner, except for dinner, but not for a snack. She'd just stand and stare at the pantry, just stare at it forever. That's her training method. Uh, that's what she's always done. But she's always played with, she just had this giant personality, you know, giant personality. She had a kink in her tail, so she was <laughs> never shown, but um, man, she was... She still is, just so bold and precocious. and it, oh, It's nice to have those dogs around the house. Nice to have those dogs around. Well, it keeps us in the game of true. getting up in the morning and letting the dogs out. That's the game it keeps us in. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right, bud.
1: Anything right. else? No, that, that's, that's it for me this week, I think. I think I've got to get to work.
0: Terrific. Me too. Uh, places to go, things to do, and naps to take. Naps is that the way it works? I think it is. is this sweatshirt? Is this, is this on crooked, Will? A little bit, a little bit, might be on
1: crooked. Look a, yeah. bit, a bit like Kenny from South Park, yeah. Yeah, hey,
0: if you missed, um, the new start to our show is actually a video on Will's website, and you don't want to miss it. Go to Will's Facebook page, that's it, Facebook page, and you watch the extraordinary preparation that we undergo before we turn on the microphones. It's brilliant. It shows you all the techniques that we'll use to get in the zone, to get in the game, la, 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 get la, set, la. <laughs> to get everything set up. You don't want to miss this video. I think it's been up for an hour and already has eight thousand views. But go check it out. It's how we prepare, and there might be me preparing coming down the road soon. I don't know. Yeah, We're we'll just going to make a
1: documentary of it you know how how we work. You
0: yeah. know, yeah. It just shows you the professional approach that we have maintained. For 103 episodes now.
1: Yeah, people don't Uh, realize what goes into a production like this. The research,
0: the preparation, the exercise we do in the morning, you know, jumping jack, get the blood flowing, get the movie, get the voice thing. Um, it's a lot of work, Will. A lot What's of work. It's a show about oh, nothing.
1: Maybe nothing. Just... Nothing. The show's show about nothing. <laughs> it can't be about nothing, George. <laughs> it's about nothing. Well, it is. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, I'm going to go hide under my desk and get a job at the Yankees. Peace out, brother. <laughs> All right. Be safe out, or, out there,
1: buddy. We'll see you next time. Pretty on, Greg.
0: No way. Way. You gotta be paying attention, Doc.
1: Thanks for fixing. Hey. So, Ernie, use it in the blooper reel. That's right.
0: We love you, Ernie. Thank <laughs> <laughs> you, <laughs> Don't put that in, Ernie. <laughs> Quit taking yourself so damn seriously. Wait. I'm going to go. do Hey. We didn't mention
1: Doc. Isn't that unbelievable? Put that in, Doc. Yeah, they let to see it in a blueprint. This is good. We're going to be here in a second, Wiener. Don't lose it, Doc.